All right, it's the Keith to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win on Monday night. They beat the Orioles 6-2 in Baltimore. That's just kind of what this team does is win and win and win and win some more. They're now 26-9 and on the season through 35 games, and you keep seeing these stats that every other Yankees team that's been this good through this many games of the season won the World Series, and that's not to say this team's going to win the World Series. I mean, a lot of those Yankees teams... Uh, played in an era where you just went to the World Series. You know, you know the AL winner, the NL winner. They met in the World Series. There was no uh, wild card series, ALDS, ALCS, then World Series. So uh, the chances aren't as high as they were back then when you just had to win the league and get into the World Series. But the Yankees are in an awesome position, a position they haven't been in a very long time, and that is uh, at the top of the AL East with a solid cushion. These last decade really they've been always chasing in the AL East they won it in 2012 they won it in 2019 and aside from that they haven't won it they've been a wild card team they were forced to play in the shitty wild card game uh, and now with the uh, the scary notion of possibly having to play in that best of three series as a wild card team on the road for all three games they need to get into the ALDS with a bye they need to be one of the top two teams they need to continue, you know, not to play at this clip because this is just ridiculous, but they need to continue to win at, at a reasonable rate for the rest of the season. And right now, they've set themselves up where if they played 500 baseball the rest of the way, or at least prior to Monday's game, since now there's an odd number of games left, they would finish with 89 wins, just playing 500 the rest of the way. And right now, they only have to play five games over 500 the rest of the way to win 92 games, which would beat their preseason win total of 91 and a half uh, so they're in an amazing position you can't ask for a better position to be in they've got a comfortable lead over the Rays they've got a more than comfortable lead over the Blue Jays the Red Sox are finished they're not they are not a threat at all in the AL East and the Orioles were never going to be a threat so the Yankees have turned a four-team race into a three-team race and if they keep winning and the Blue Jays keep playing poorly it could become a two-team race and the Yankees are another good week and a raised bad week away from making it just a one-team race. And that series next weekend, Memorial Day weekend, or at least leading into Memorial Day uh, against Tampa, will be huge. It'll be huge. It'll be the first time they see him, four games at the Trop, be an enormous series uh, for the first time these two teams meet. But on Monday, after going to Chicago this weekend and just beating the shit out of the White Sox, who aren't any good, they're not any good. They they have some big names. They've got a decent rotation. They've got a few bullpen arms. But as a team, as a whole, they fucking are terrible. They're terrible. And the Yankees won one less game than them last year and had to play on the road in the wild card game. The White Sox won one more game than the Yankees and won their division by 13 games. So the White Sox play in a shitty division, and they're a shitty team. They're the best team in the worst division. And I don't even know that they're the best team this year, not with the way they've played. And the Yankees went there and handled them easily. The only game the Yankees lose, of course, is the one Dallas Keuchel starts. And this isn't, you know, 2015 to 17 Dallas Keuchel. This is arguably the worst pitcher in Major League Baseball, Dallas Keuchel. But that's okay. They won the other three. You take three out of four. Um, and, and you go from there. And they just continue to win series. The only series they've lost this season is that one at Baltimore a month ago when they just couldn't score. So they go back to Baltimore on Monday night. Aaron Judge not in the lineup, and okay, I get it. You've got this crazy stretch of 23 games in 22 days 
guys are going to get unnecessary rest. They were going to get it anyway, and the fact that the Yankees are leading the division, you know, as greatly as they are in the unnecessary rest load management it was going to be taken to another level this season. And with a six-game loss column lead over the Rays and eight over the Blue Jays, okay, you get it. You get it. And Judge, yeah, he needs a break every once in a while. Uh, you'd like to just make sure you have everyone you can against the Orioles to just beat up on them because you know the rest of the division is going to do that. But the Yankees have done a good job outside of that first series. They lost two out of three, then they swept them, and now they win the first one in six to two on Monday night. And uh, it started out a little shaky. <laughs> it did, and the Yankees, you know, get held down in the top of the first, and then to lead off the bottom of the first, Luis Severino gets Cedric Mullins to hit you know, a tailing fly ball into left field, but it's not like it was a hard play, but Joey Gallo sort of scared himself away from a wall that wasn't there and drops the ball. And this was after Gallo struck out on a breaking ball down the middle, the most hittable breaking ball you'll ever see in the majors, a middle, middle breaking curve ball broke at the fucking middle of the plate. And he took it for strike three with the bases loaded in the top of the first. And then he follows that up on the very next batter, by dropping a fly ball. And of course, it's Cedric Mullins, so he gets third with no outs to start, and you're thinking, oh, geez, here we go. Here we go. This this is this is just going to be one of those fucking games, and uh, thankfully it wasn't. Thankfully it didn't turn into that, because Luis Severino saved Joey Gallo. He, he walked Trey Mancini next on a full count, but then he got Anthony Santander to line into a double play on it, and an awesome play by Glaber Torres, who, yes, I've crushed him, Yes, he's earned every bit of that crushing between 20 and 21 and early 22. But I understand that his, you know, his expected batting average, his hard hit balls, his barreling, his exit velocity, they're all in line with a guy who should have much better numbers than he has. He doesn't have those numbers, but I guess he should. Uh, but he's been better of late. He's been better defensively to a point. I still don't trust him for fucking anything. But as an overall player, he's a better, and he makes this great catch on the line drive, and then he throws out Mancini, who was off of first, because he had to be, because it was just you thought it was a bloop into, into right field, and instead it turns into two outs. And then Severino gets the third out of the inning on a ground out, and just for the rest of the way was outstanding. He went six innings, he allowed one hit, two walks, and one run, a solo home run. That was the only hit he allowed. Struck out seven, and the pitching staff continues to just be outstanding. You can't say enough about these guys. They've kept the Yankees in every single game. The only two games the Yankees lost by three or more runs, they lost to Alec Manoa, 3-0 shutout in early April at the stadium, which, okay, that guy always owns the Yankees. And, you know, it's going to happen from time to time. You get shut out, but it, early in the season when they were getting shut out like every three games, that wasn't great. So you lose 3-0 to Manoa, but they had chances in that game. And then the other loss was the 5 nothing loss in Baltimore a month ago when the game was 0-0 in the 8th inning. It wasn't like the Orioles had a lead and they just held on to it. It was 0-0 in the 8th, and they won, ended up winning 5 nothing. That's the Yankees' worst loss of the season, a game in which it was 0-0 in the 8th. So they've been in every game, and it's because the starting pitching's just never had a bad start, and the bullpen can preserve just about any lead. The pitching has carried this team. And yes, they have... You know, three guys with uh, 10 plus home runs and Judge and Severino and Rizzo. And it's, I think it's, you know, one of the only teams, if not the only team, to have this, you know, three 10 home run guys through 35 games. Uh, but 
you know, they live by the long ball, and when they don't get it from those three guys or Donaldson, uh, they're not going to score. And that's what worries me the most about this team in the long term is their ability to just disappear for stretches. You know, we saw it last week where they're still winning games because their pitching's great, but they get shut down by Yusei Kikuchi twice, John Gray has his way with them, Glenn Otto, Dane Dunning, this weekend Dallas Keuchel. They're going to see much better guys in October. You're not going to see these fucking bums in October. In October, you need to worry about beating, uh, you know, Justin Verlander or Shohei Otani um, or the fucking the stable of Ray's arms or Alec Manoa again. So it's a little worrisome, but I get over 162. You're going to have these bad games. Thankfully, they've had the majority of their games have been good. They only have nine losses. So after that first inning game scoreless until the third, uh, when Stan hits a rocket double, that would have been a home run before they moved the fences back at camp in yards this season. Uh, but that scores Rizzo all the way from first, who he was sent home. Luis Rojas sent him home on a ball that he would have been thrown out on a good throw, but thankfully the throw was just awful from the cutoff man. Uh, and he scores. Then in the fourth inning, the Yankees, you know, separate themselves Torres leads off the in- inning with a single Gallo strikes out because that's what he does kind of for left the singles then Jose Trevino three run home run off the foul pole right field the Camden Yards I've been the biggest Jose Trevino advocate not that Jose Trevino's good I mean he's a good defensive catcher who can't hit for shit but at least he's better than Kyle Kashioka who's not a good defensive catcher and also can't hit for shit uh, but Trevino, first Yankees catcher home run of the season, he has been getting the majority of the playing time for the last couple of weeks, and I don't see how that can't continue because he's just a better player than Higashioka is. Uh, so 4 nothing Yankees, bottom of the fourth, the Orioles get their lone run, their lone hit against Severino, the solo home run. Uh, and then in the ninth, um, Donaldson and Rizzo go back-to-back, and then Aroldis Chapman comes in, he allows a home run because... Why wouldn't he, you know, not pitch a perfect inning? Uh, and with Chapman, what you got from him in the game on Saturday night where they come back against Liam Hendricks in the ninth, they tie the game when they couldn't get anything going against Keiko, they score against Joe Kelly, they score against Liam Hendricks. It's a 2-2 game in the bottom of the ninth. Everyone knew <laughs> the Yankees weren't getting out of that game once Chapman came in. You could be fooled by his ERA, but if you look at all of his outings, he doesn't pitch one, two, three innings. I think he has four all season. He walks nearly one per nine. He, no one's swinging and missing. His strikeout numbers are just, you know, mediocre in this day and age. He's just not good anymore. And it's not like it just happened. I mean, even last year when he didn't allow a run for his, what was it? His first 19 appearances. I still didn't trust him because I knew the guy you you saw the rest of the season after that. And what you've seen this season, that's who he is. That's who you're going to get the majority of the time. You're going to get a fucking 32-pitch inning where you got two guys on. The tying run is now on base. It's just a shit show with him. He he cannot be trusted come October. And if the Yankees are doing the right thing, they will let him continue to pitch the way he is. You know, Let him get the ninth in these games that are three runs or so. Let him get the save opportunities. Like, who gives a fuck about those? And... And that's it. But then come October, you can't be putting this guy out there. It's fucking 3-2-2-1 game in the ninth. He's not the best reliever. I don't care that he's the highest paid. I don't care about his career resume. That's not who he is anymore. He's out there throwing fucking breaking balls despite the ability to throw over 100 miles an hour. He's throwing sliders middle-middle. 
he's wild with the splitter. The fastball, fucking first pitch fastball, every time he comes in, looks like it's headed to the backstop. He doesn't know where the ball's going. When he does know, it goes over the middle of the plate, so you can't trust him. Clay Holmes is the best Yankees reliever. Jonathan Lewisig is great. Michael King is great. Chad Green, you know, you trust him just a little more than Chapman. Miguel Castro, you know, he's walks too many to really like him. Lucas Lickie, I like. Wandy Peralta, you know, he is what he is. He's like the last guy in the bullpen packing order. But as a whole, yeah, I trust the Yankees bullpen. It's fucking phenomenal. When you when Aroldis Chapman's like the sixth guy you trust, you know you have an amazing bullpen. But you don't trust him in big spots. And last night was a great spot for him. It's a five-run lead to ninth inning. Go out there and work on some shit. And he goes out there and he gives up a home run to Anthony Santander. Yes, he got two strikeouts, but just more of the same from Chapman because that's what that's who he is at this point. That's who he is. Uh, but the Yankees win the game six two. It was a good good win. Good to see Severino, you know, be able to give them some length. It's good to see him continue to pitch and be healthy. It's good to see him, you know, have the numbers he has. The Yankees haven't, you know, he hasn't taken an L. Uh, his ERA is at 363, more than in a strikeout per inning last night. Great job by him. Lewisaga comes in, scoreless inning. Chad Green, 1-2-3 inning. Chapman, you know, <laughs> he closes it out, but it wasn't a save and he gave up a run. Uh, and from an offensive standpoint, you know, LeMahieu has been struggling of late. Um, but the thing is, in the past, Especially 1920, LeMayu couldn't struggle because no, there was no one else to pick him up. Especially 20 when it was like LeMayu was the team with Luke Voigt and Clint Frazier. That was the offense for the certain season. And the year before in 19, everyone was hurt. Stan didn't play all year. Judge missed an enormous amount of time. Mike Ford was playing. Cameron Mabin was playing. Mike Talkman was playing. Um, but LeMayu has been a little cold here, but that's okay because the rest of the team has picked it up enough. Donaldson has been... Hotter than hot, his OPS is just under 800 now. Rizzo, his 10th home run, he needed that because he's been miserable in May. Stanton continues to be on a tear. Glaber Torres looking better. Joey Gallo, 0 for 5, four strikeouts, left six men on base himself. I, I don't, I don't really, I don't have any expectation for Joey Gallo. Like at this point, I just hope that he plays good defense and he fucking get do that because he dropped a fly ball to left field that was in his glove. But I don't. If he goes up there and he walks, great. If he goes up there and hits one out, you hope he can do that every other week or something at this point. But I have no expectation for him to do anything productive at the plate. Kiner Falefa uh, picked up a single in the game. He has, you know, he swings at everything. He'll put the ball in play, but he has no power. His defense has been shaky. It's not been a good start to his Yankees tenure for Kiner Falefa. Trevino hit a three-run home run, so any offense you get from the catching spot uh, is a plus. And then Hicks was one for four. Hicks is only hitting 213, 613 OPS. His entire OPS is based off his on-base percentage because you can throw the slugging out the window. He's one double this season, I think, two. Or maybe just one now. Let me check on that, actually, because I need to know. Let's see. Hicks, I know he has just the one home run. This year, yeah, one double. One double for Aaron Hicks in 111 plate appearances. Holy fuck. But Hicks has no business batting ninth. He should not be batting behind Kiner Falef and Trevino. What the fuck is that? That's some dumbass Tony LaRussa bat the fucking pitcher at eighth 
type of fucking dumb shit. That's so dumb. Bad of seventh, because the more this happens, there's the more opportunities for Kiner Falefer, the catcher, to come up in an enormous spot, and you can't have that happen. And over the course of the season, this eight nine, the seven eight spots will get more at bats than the nine. So don't bat him ninth. Makes no sense. So a good Yankees win. They continue to just, just beat the shit out of everyone. Really. I mean, you can't even say, oh, they're beating up on the bad teams because, yes, they are doing that, but they're 11-5 and against Boston, Toronto, and the White Sox. You know, the Blue Jays were the preseason favorite to win the American League. The Red Sox went to the ALCS last year. The White Sox were supposed to just walk into the playoffs with their division, and the Yankees are beating up on all those teams. And, I mean, they've got a lot of tough games left. They haven't seen Houston yet, who's been outstanding of late. I think they've won, like, 11 of 12 or... 12 or 13, something crazy. Um, the Angels, who are doing well for the first time in a long time, uh, they haven't seen Tampa, they'll see at the end of the month. Seattle, they haven't seen, who's faltered of late, which it's Seattle, you kind of expected that. Uh, and they haven't seen any of the NL yet. So they've got a lot of a lot of teams left to see. It's been a lot of Baltimore, it's been a lot of Toronto early on. Um, and, you know, after this series, they play the White Sox again, back-to-back weekends, so they play the Orioles again. So they're, they're using up all their games on the Orioles, but it's giving them the ability to take some of the pressure off to make sure that the rest of the division is chasing them and they're not chasing the rest of the division. Uh, so we'll be back at it. This four-game series, take game one. Now they just have to win two out of three to win yet another series. Um, Tuesday night at the stadium, Tyone against Watkins. Tyone's been good. He's been good. I didn't trust him at all last year. I went into this year not really trusting him. He's like... To me, a Phil Hughes 2.0 guy pushing the ball, a lot of two-strike fouls. He's been awesome. He's been awesome. There's there's really not been much about this team to get on outside of, you know, the catching situation, which I said after the trade, they were going to have the worst offensive catching situation in baseball. They have that. Um, Gallo, who's been horrible as a Yankee, not just this year, going back to the deadline last year. And kind of for he just he's not a good defender. He's not a trustworthy defender. He does nothing with the bats. So, you know, that's not great. And then Boone. I, I, Boone, I haven't had to say anything about Boone for a while. And that's because he hasn't had any impact on these games. Because the starting pitching is keeping him the fuck in the dugout. And the offense on other nights is keeping him the fuck in the dugout. So you want to avoid close games. You want to avoid him having to make decisions in game impacting decisions. You want to take him out of that. If you do that, fine. Aaron Boone, I have no problem with him just sitting there and, you know, getting paid to do nothing. That's what I want him to do. I don't want him to impart his wisdom of which he has none on this team and this season. So the pitching continues to do well. The hitting continues to do well when it needs to, and he won't have a fucking say. And that's what needs to happen for this, these winning ways to continue. So Yankees-Orioles again, Tuesday night, tie-on against Watkins. I will be back after the game to talk about it. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the game.